0: Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls and recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. What is up girl dads? So I had the unique experience of firing my oldest daughter this weekend. It was, you know, like, you would think that that might be like mildly satisfying, like, we all want to do that. But it was actually more frustrating than I ever thought it would be. So one of the things that we had started doing is giving jobs. So like, we've been working through the idea, like we don't do allowance, like you think you have to contribute to the house, like you live here. The things that you do here, you have to to contribute. So like you eat the food, you need to help do the dishes. Like I shouldn't pay you for doing the dishes. You you get to eat the food here. That's part of the equation. You're, you're part of that. But there's things that they aren't necessarily part of that, you know, like laundry, right? So in theory, you know, yes, they have their own laundry. But if they do someone else's laundry, then that's not really theirs. So what we've kind of done is we don't do an allowance but we've created like we created a job for my oldest and it was sorting the laundry so this goes back a little ways she's been wanting to go to the trampoline park for ever covid crapped on that for a while but now that everything's kind of opening back up she's back into wanting to go and she's got some money from the tooth fairy she's got some money from various places and she's been wanting to go and we're like okay well get a job and pay for it and she, so she started asking questions like, what's a job? Well, how do you get paycheck? Where's the, What does the bank do with your money when you give it to them? And so she's asking all these really good questions, and we were super impressed. We're like, yeah, you're, you're thinking about it. You're learning about it. And then so she, she asked for a job. And we're like, okay, here's your job. You can sort the laundry. It's something that me and my wife both hate doing, it's something that we need to do. It's something that isn't necessarily just hers, right? She would have one a quarter of the laundry that's in there three quarters of it would be other people's laundry. So that, that seems, that makes sense to me. Now she, she started off strong. And if you know, with kids, anything that sucks, they start off pretty okay. And then it dwindles pretty fast. So she, she started doing each bat each uh, basket of laundry and doing it fairly well. We taught her how to do it and she was doing a pretty good job. And then she would miss a couple. And we're like, hey, do you wanna do this? For you know, it's a it was a dollar per sorting. Not not putting up, but just like sorting the laundry was a dollar. And we're like, Hey, do you wanna do this basket? No, nah, no, I'm gonna I'm doing this right now. Okay, well, you don't get paid if you don't work. I know, okay. And then you know, once in a while it turned into once in a while actually doing the job and so this last weekend we were like hey we need some help we're, we're doing a bunch of things we need you to do the job that you're supposed to be doing and she's like no I don't. I don't want to do it anymore we're like okay well if you don't work you don't get paid you realize that right yeah I'm fine with that so what you're just you're quitting like what's going on yeah whatever and just kind of went off playing and I was like ugh, I don't really like that attitude. My wife talked to her a couple of times, soon. She's like, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> okay, well, you're fired. And so we told her, like, look, you don't get this job anymore, and you don't get paid anymore. So see ya, you know? And you would think that that the telling her that, look, that crappy attitude sucks, you're fired, would be satisfying. But it wasn't. It was so infuriating. And it was infuriating because it was a quitter mentality. And that was something that really, really rubbed me wrong. Like, I know I don't like quitters, because one of the virtues that I value the most is loyalty, right? And the opposite, not one of the, you know, antonyms of loyalty is quitting. So um, I was really, really upset about it. And I didn't realize how upset I was about her attitude. And so I actually kind of laid into her for it a little bit and was explaining how you know practicing quitting now in the small things is what she's practicing for the future right so like if you have to be faithful in the small things in order to be faithful with the big things like if you and and she wants to be a vet when she gets older and so I was like you know if you think that you're going to quit all of these little jobs your whole life And then when it comes time to be a vet, you're going to magically show up and you're going to be dependable. You're wrong, right? You're not going to be because that dependability is built now doing the small things that suck consistently. And if you do the small things that suck consistently, then people will trust you with bigger things. And that's how it is. I was like, you know, being a vet is going to be hard. Like there's going to be classes that are really hard. My wife is a, a biochemistry major. And I was like, you're going to have to take a lot of similar classes. Like you're going to have to know some serious biology. And those classes are hard, are really, really hard. And you're not going to be able to just quit them. Like you're going to have to persevere and you're going to have to push through. And, and you can't quit. Like being a quitter is how you lose like you you're never going to achieve anything if you quit and I, I I had two two different soapbox moments with her one one was a bit more pointed in the fact that I disliked the quitter attitude and that I, I was not happy that she had taken that on and that we're not quitters, you know. And so I, I, I pushed her pretty hard that I was I was frustrated and disappointed with take with the adoption of that quitter mentality, which is not something that we do. And then later that evening, so she had she had talked around a couple of times and she'd even come around after the first one, my wife talked to her again and, and there she was started to, you know, ask for her job back and things like that. And my wife was like, No, like would you hire you back? Like you've you're you just quit for no reason. Like you haven't shown up, you haven't done it consistently. Why would I hire you back? Think about that. Like, would you hire you back? No, okay, then, you know. And and I think that's and so let's keep going with the story actually. And then later that night, I took all of that and kind of wrapped it up in that' like, hey, you have to practice being dependable so that people will trust you with their animals when they show up. If they show up and you, you're not dependable, they're not going to trust you with their animals and you're not going to be a good vet, right? You can't be a good vet if people don't trust you with their animals. And that seemed to hit home for her. She kind of understood that, like, I wouldn't take my dog to somebody I didn't trust because they might hurt them. And I was like, exactly. So you need to be somebody that people trust. And that comes from being consistent in these small things. And so we got the message back, and it, it, it ended with, you know, if you want your job back, you're going to have to re-earn that trust. You're going to have to re-set yourself up to to get that job back. We're not just going to give you a job back. So you're going to have to do some things to prove that you're dependable and that we can count on you to do these things. And, you know, like, I think there's – I think – I actually kind of like the way that it went. Uh, there was a few things, like I, I – I'm not going to apologize for being pointed because I really the only thing worse than like a quitter is a liar, you know, for me. And so I'm very, very straightforward when it comes to those things, because that comes to trust. Right. And and loyalty like if I got to be able to trust you and I got to be able to trust that you're going to be there. And so th- those things are very big for me. So, you know, was I pretty pointed. Was I a little hard on her? Yeah, probably a little bit, but I don't think that it was wrong. I don't think I overdid it. And, you know, like framing it into a way that she understood with her wanting to be a vet and trusting, you know, her dog to somebody that she didn't like, I think she started to understand. And then working, working back towards being dependable. I think those are good things. I think it's good for our kids, one, to do things that suck. Our kids need to do things that they don't like doing. They need to come, they're going to complain through it. They're going to argue. They're going to be miserable the whole time, but they need to do things that suck. A lot of life is a grind. Even if you're doing something that you love, there's going to be a bunch of it that's a grind that just sucks. Very few people, like the super elite 1%, get to only do the things that they like because they can afford to pay people that do the things that suck. Right. So we. We really need to, to be comfortable with the grind to be able to do those things, because if you can't grind, if you can't push, they're not going to make it through that super hard biology class when you have to study sessions at 10 p.m. or whatever, you know. And then once you have your business, you know, if she becomes a vet and she starts her own veterinary clinic, like she's going to have to grind and get that thing up and going. It's going to be hard work. So our kids need to do things that suck so that they learn how to work hard and and quit complaining, frankly. They just need to stop complaining. And I think we need to treat them with real-world practicality. Like, if you quit, people don't bring you back. You don't just get to quit on people and bring them back. And so, like, we send these kids out into this world thinking that they're entitled to these jobs and these paychecks and stuff, and they're not. They're not. They're not entitled to any of that. That's our economy. Uh, Maybe, you know, the way that... Things are going and might might be different in the future. But for right now, you have to work to get paid. And the people that work get paid more. Like I see it in my day job all the time. The ones that are entitled, they just sit there in their desk. They never go anywhere. The ones that shut up and work, you know, don't complain. They get it done. Boy, those ones those ones can write their ticket for the most part. I mean, there's other things that go into it. But that big mentality, like I know that I would hire somebody with that mentality who lacks skills any day of the week, right? So we need to get our kids to do things that suck. And we need to teach them real life application, right? Like job training. They need to know what it's like. You don't just get paid for doing crappy work. You don't just get paid because you're entitled to something. You get paid because you work hard. And if our if our girls can learn those lessons, boy, they are going to kick some butt. <music> Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledoo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee. Or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledo Podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.